This episode contains unnecessarily bad language. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Notes on Nonsense. Before we get started today, I'm going to do the begging, the begging of the iTunes reviews and ratings. You know why? Because I don't have ads on my podcast. I at least try not to. Every blue moon I will. But in order to like keep this thing going, I need reviews and things like that. So it's kind of an underground currency. So if you would, pause this app and go give me some stars. Any stars will do. One star is a little cruel if you're actually listening and enjoying. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> so today's episode, it's a tricky one. I sort of lied about the topic. Are you ready? All right. So Every, every week when I go to record this episode, I talk to my friend Jessica. She's with Moon40 Marketing. And you guys, if you need any sort of website or brand redesign, she's your girl. I said I wasn't going to do an ad, and this is not an ad. This is just a calling out of her. <laughs> but she, so every week I'll say, okay, I've got my topic. How's this? And she'll say, what is it? And I'll go, kids are bullshit. And she goes, Meredith, you can't do a podcast that's called Kids Are Bullshit. <laughs> even though they sometimes are. And I'm like, I know, but it's funny, right? So today's episode is called Kids Are Bullshit, but it's not actually about that. That was really just a trick to get you to listen. And I bet, I'd be willing to bet all my money and my socks, which money and socks are the same thing because I have a lot of socks, um, that this is the most highly downloaded episode. So stay tuned for that data later. So on to the show. Kids are bullshit sometimes for sure, but that's not what I'm talking about today. Today's actual topic is called excuses are bullshit. And do you know why I created a fake topic? Because no one would listen to a topic. <laughs> no one would listen to a podcast with a topic of excuses are bullshit. You know why? Because we don't want to hear about our excuses and we don't want to admit that we're making them. But now you're here, so you might as well listen. See how that works? Hopefully it worked and you're, you're like, oh, she's a liar. I'm going to give her a one-star review because she's a liar. <laughs> Go ahead and tweet about it while you're at it. I don't mind. Go ahead. Whatever. All right. So let's talk excuses, people. I want to talk about excuses only because in the recent years, I have figured out how much of my headspace and bullshit has come from my own dumb excuses. And I see it a lot with the clients I have and they're dear people. They've come to me because they got a lot of excuses and they want to get out of their own way. And it's funny because as people, we can totally see everyone else's excuses. It's like as clear as day. But then when I turn the mirror on myself, I've still got a lot of excuses that I'm dealing with. So let's talk about your excuses first. <laughs> No, just kidding. Let's talk about my excuses. All right. So one of the big things that I think I've talked about before is my belief that I don't ever have enough time. And I think this is kind of a working mom's life and probably just a woman's life, if we're going to be honest. I feel like when you add kids into the equation, your time greatly becomes less of your own. And so I think that's when the panic really started for me was when I had kids. So that could fall under the subtitle of kids are bullshit, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, you just kind of lose a big portion of your day once you have kids because they just require a lot of it. Um, so I always have this idea that I can't do something because I don't have time, that I'm running out of time. And I talked about this on a prior episode, but I think it, it warrants some reinforcement. The things you say to yourself are the things that are going to become your truth. So when I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off all day long thinking, I don't have time for this, or I'm running out of time, the universe is going to go, we hear you. We support that. You don't have any 
time. Because honestly, what you put out into the world, you will bring. You will attract it. That law of attraction thing is woo-woo as some people think it is. It is like hardcore truth. If you're going to put out negative energy that the world is ending and you you don't have any time, that is exactly what gonna, it's going to feel like to you. So one of the things that has been really helpful for me is just a little bit of affirmation mantra type stuff that I do on a daily basis for myself. And like I said, I think I mentioned it before, but this is what I say. When I start to hear the voice in my head saying, you're running out of time, you're not going to be able to get this stuff done, I say to myself, you have all the time in the world you need to accomplish exactly what you need to accomplish. That's it. And I just repeat that. And then when my kids come running through the house, um, you know, farting on each other, (laughs) making a ruckus, I think God grant me the serenity. So I have those two things in my arsenal. Also, this episode is not about kids or bullshit. God grant me the serenity. I have all the time in the world I need to accomplish all the things I need to accomplish. So those are what I say, right? So when I start to say, I don't have the time to do this. I'm running out of time. I knock away those excuses by inserting an affirming statement into my mind. And it really helps. It truly helps. Another thing that I see a lot in my clients and myself is the excuses around our health. At the end of the day, our health is arguably the most important thing we have, right? Without health, everything sort of suffers. And not everyone has the luxury of having good health. I get that. I get that. A lot of people out there are fighting for their lives right now. They have tremendous health problems. And it's usually the ones who don't have the health problems that are creating the excuses around their health. The ones who are able-bodied and who don't have communicable diseases or non-communicable, why are we communicating diseases? I don't know. Or cancer or something major. It's usually the ones that aren't in that category that are doing the worst things to their health, making the biggest excuses. Oh, I don't have time to prep meals. See prior conversation. You have all the time in the world you need to prep meals, right, right, right. That being said, the stuff around our health is, for some reason, the first thing to fall off the radar of importance for things that we just throw excuses at. Oh, I don't have time to cook. Oh, I don't have time to clean. Oh, I don't have time to go to the doctor. I don't have time. Okay, you get it. (laughs) I don't have to keep repeating this. For example, a couple of weeks ago, I had my yearly gynecologist appointment pop up. This is my favorite. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't love that? Who doesn't love it? And I really thought, you know what? I don't, I just don't. (laughs) I just don't for this today. I just can't, I won't. You know, it was one of those things like, oh, I'm just, I'm not. And this is the thing that I put into motion. This is what I did to get myself into the stirrups, okay? So I woke up that morning and I thought, I don't wanna go do this today. I don't feel like it. And it's just not cool. It's a 20 minute drive. Who knows how long I'll have to wait. It'll be a new doctor because I just moved. She's probably going to be weird. You know, it's all this stuff. And so I sat myself down. (laughs) Self, sit down. Yes. I sat myself down and this is what I did to dig myself out of the excuse of not going to the gynecologist. Okay, Meredith, you're going to spend an hour and a half total doing this little exercise you don't want to do. They're going to do a pap smear, which at the end of the pap smear in one, you know, seven to 10 business days, you will get a result that will tell you you have a problem or not. You will also get a breast exam, which they will feel around and decide if you need to have another mammogram. And then that might save your life as well as the pap smear results might save your life. At the end of the day, if you don't go, you might go 
next year or whenever you get around to it when you start to have symptoms of something bad and then you go and you realize that in order to save an hour and a half you now have a serious medical problem that could have been detected if your lazy ass would have just gone to the gynecologist when you were supposed to (laughs) that's the conversation i had to myself with myself about going to the gynecologist it's because i didn't want to and that's the main thing it's the main thing, just because you didn't want to. Now, the comedian Louis C.K., and I know he's been like kind of frowned upon lately. Yeah, because of other stuff. But and I don't really want to quote someone that we're frowning upon, but I do think he has a really funny bit <laughs> that talks about this this guy in New York City traffic who is in the far right lane and he wants to get to the left lane to turn. And he could go down the block and go around and come back and inconvenience no one. Or he could stop traffic and go left because it's his favorite way. I want to go this way. I can't do anything because it's my favorite way. That's his whole shtick. And I think it's so funny because my husband and I constantly say, I don't know, it's my favorite way as a joke because it's so unreasonable to do the things we're doing, the excuses we're making because it's just your favorite way. Nobody wants to do a lot of the shit we have to do. But what you really don't want is the result or the consequence of not doing the things you need to do. When you're making excuses, whether it's for your health, for your food, for your job, for your children, whatever excuses you're making, you are slowing down your potential progress towards your best life. Even worse than that, you might be ignoring something that needs to be taken care of. Like, no joke. (laughs) Going to the gynecologist is serious, and we should take it seriously. Um, Of course, there's some woo-woo medicine. He's going to be like, you don't need doctors and all that. That's fine. Whatever you do, take care of your health. (laughs) If you're one of those types, you're probably taking better care of your health than all of us who are making excuses anyway. So whatever floats your boat. I think at the end of the day, we have to look at subjectively what's best for our health. I talk about this in my book, that health is an objective measurement, but it's also very subjective. And the reason health is not necessarily constantly objective is because you can be healthy in a lot of ways that traditional science, medicine, and society tells you you're not healthy. Anywhere on the planet would say, oh, Meredith, you weigh 181 pounds and you are obese. That is not true. (laughs) I do not accept that. I do not accept that. And I'm not making an excuse But I just know that I'm not going to go off of that traditional measure for my health, not when I work so damn hard on everything I do with my health. You know what I mean? So you can take an objective measure of health, but then you need to have a subjective component to it in order to hold yourself accountable and to know when you're making excuses and when you need to do something about it. And so you can quit making them. Another example of excuses obviously comes in the way of our diet. And I don't want to talk about diet all the time, but I have coached enough enough women now to know that they come to me with the symptom of their biggest problem being their weight. And I say it's a symptom because it is totally not actually their problem. This is not the thing. They have not peeled down to the core of the truth onion, which I talk about in my book, um, to figure out what's actually going on. But it is a problem because it is a symptom. And if it's a problem to you, then it's a problem. So all of that to say that a lot of times until we deal with the deep down dark core of the problem, the weight is not going to move. But in the meantime, what I hear a lot of is, you know, my job stresses me out. I don't have time to cook. I hate to cook. I hate to meal prep. I find it really hard that I can't heat up my lunch. I think it's really stressful to prepare that many meals. I really don't know if I can get to the grocery store 
In other words, it's not my favorite thing. That's what it is, you guys. It's not your favorite thing, so you're not doing it. And you're suddenly thinking, like, I can't do it because it's not my favorite thing. Who in the holy hell likes to cook a giant pot of white rice to prep for meals? Nobody. You know why? Because there is nothing stickier or harder to clean than a rice pot. (laughs) Nothing. I actually looked in my freezer today because I prep my meals way ahead of time. And I saw that my white rice stash, which which was, like, just replenished two weeks ago, God forbid... (laughs) I saw that it was running low and I was like, oh my God, I don't want to have to cook the white rice because it's so not my favorite thing. But you know what else is not my favorite thing? When I'm hungry and I have nothing prepared and so I go eat junk because that's what's available or that's what's not available. Most of the time we have to work really hard to find the junk, right? And so preparing the stuff you need to do may not be your favorite thing, but I promise you the result of the not favorite thing is going to give you way more dividends. It's going to make you so much happier in the long run if you just do that thing that is needs to be done. Okay. And stop making excuses for it. Like there is a distinct difference between excuses and reasons. And very few of us are operating off of reasons. Being too stressed out to cook is not a reason. I'm sorry. It's just not. Eating out. If you eat out more And I'm not going to be judgmental here, but okay, if you are super wealthy and you have no problem with your health or your metabolism and you can eat out every meal, knock yourself out. I, I totally envy you. Totally. But if you're coming to me and you're saying, I need to lose weight, my health is declining, I don't feel great, my joints ache, everything is bothering me, and then you go out to eat at all... I have a real hard time dealing with what you're saying to me. You know what I mean? Because you can't control the food that a restaurant serves you. They can tell you what's in it, but you got Fred in the back who might be adding a pat of butter to everything and and that's not on the menu. (laughs) I mean, Fred is smart if he's putting butter because butter is delicious. But the point being reasons and excuses. If you have got health problems and you're telling me that these are things that you need to fix, but yet you're telling me you have to eat out every meal or at lunch every day and you can't bring your lunch. Why? Like, why? Why can't you? And I think that's what we have to ask ourselves. Why? What next? There was someone, um, and I can't think of who it was, but she proposed the question of what next or what if or what then? You know, like when you say a reason for something, then you go, well, what next or why? Start to really question the excuses. That's my challenge for you this week with this Notes on Nonsense. The challenge is when you say something, which you say is a reason, which could perhaps be an excuse, I want you to take it one step further. Ask yourself why. I can't take my lunch to work. Why? Give me a real reason. A real one. (laughs) Why? You don't have a microwave? Take a cold lunch. Take a salad. Put some chicken on it. Call it a day. Whatever. Oh, I don't eat chicken. Okay, put beans on it. Oh, but I don't eat beans. I don't care. I can go on all day with this. (laughs) There is a way. So what is your reason for not taking your lunch? What is your reason for not cooking at home? You probably don't have one. That's my point. So when the reason test doesn't line up, then you've got an excuse. And we don't have time for excuses, you guys. Go listen to the prior episode. We've got life to live. We can't be waiting. No more waiting. That's my challenge for you. You're going to have to wait another time for kids are bullshit. But it was fun to say it while it lasted. (laughs) I hope you guys have a great week. Until next time.